Am I connected now? You are. GJ, are you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me through your phone? I see that you're connected. Are you really there? Yes. You can hear me? Yes. How did you do it? I don't know. <laughs> you totally got it. We're recording. That's awesome. Good job. I don't know what you did, but you figured it out. Are you still there? Oh, no. I can't hear you if you're talking. It tells me you're connected. Oh, no. I wonder what happened. Hmm. I can't hear you if you're talking. I feel like you're going to come back any second. Are you still there? All right. Yeah, hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Let's go. You did it again. Two times in a row. All right. You're still there, right? Yes. Perfect. I think it's working very well. Another episode of the Healthy Self Podcast with me, your host, Jesse Grimm, and GJ again. Okay. So one of the last times that we were doing this podcast, we were going to read a book called Follow My Leader by James B. Garfield. And um, I had never heard of it. And you suggested that we read it or you had given it to me or something, right? Yeah, I think I gave it to you in class one time. That's right. That was several years yeah. ago. And we were never able to read it. But I have it right in front of me right now. And so where's your copy? I don't know where it's at. I'll oh, okay. Have to find it and then. Well, maybe we should just start right now. Let's like let's get this started by reading it for like ten minutes or so, and then we can talk about it. And then, um, gosh, it took us forty minutes to even get connected do, to do this. So mm -hmm. I have to leave in a few minutes, but let's get this book started if that's okay with you. Yeah, I mean, if you want to start again tomorrow, then. We yeah, we that. totally can. We could do that too. It sounds like you're um, you're getting pretty good with working through the anchor um, invite, and so I think we'll be able to connect faster tomorrow, and we can uh, do it again. All right. So let's see. I'm going to start on the first page here because I don't really know what this book is about. It says, follow my leader. Jimmy waited for the signal at the street crossing, then gave leader the command forward. They had only taken a few steps when Jimmy was stopped by leader 
stepping in front of him. The dog pressed its ribs against Jimmy's shins and with the weight of its body, forced Jimmy to take a step backward. At that instant, Jimmy heard the screech of tires skidding and felt the rush of air as an automobile whizzed past in front of him, so close that the hubcaps scraped against leader's fur. The car was making a right turn and coming too fast to stop. If leader had not forced Jimmy back a step, they both would have been in the path of the speeding car. Leader had risked his own life to save Jimmy, dot, dot, dot. And you read this book, GJ? Yes. Nice. Well, the picture that they have here shows the boy walking. I guess that's Jimmy. And it looks like he's wearing some kind of a uniform or something. Do you know anything about his uniform? Uh, if I remember correctly, I think it's a baseball uniform. This doesn't look like a baseball hat. It almost looks like a... Um, like a Boy Scout or a Cub Scout or a Weeblow or something like that? Do you know what any of those are? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while since okay. I've heard it. So. All good. Well, let's keep going here. This says... All right. Follow my leader. Chapter one. Jimmy Carter was sure the ball tipped the bat before it sailed past the catcher and hit the backstop, but Mike Adams dropped his bat and started for first base. That's a foul, Chuck Wilson shouted as he ripped off his catcher's mask and snatched up the ball. Come back here, Mike. That's a foul, I tell you. Jimmy turned to the umpire. What do you call it, Joe? Joe fidgeted. I think it's a strike. The catcher didn't hold the ball, and Mike is safe on third strike. Chuck started to argue. The players dashed in from their places, all talking at once, giving their ideas on what had happened. Chuck pointed at Mike and waved him back toward the batter's box, but Mike kept out of the argument. He sat down calmly on first base with a gesture that seemed to say he was there and meant to stay there. Play ball! Joe shouted. The umpire was trying to regain his importance. I think it was a foul, Jimmy said finally. But if Joe rules it a strike, then there's nothing we can do about it. You bet you can't, shouted Mike. You may be class president at school, Jimmy Carter, but you don't run this ball game. Let it go, Jimmy, said Art Davis, who had come in from second base. We can beat them anyhow. Not if Joe gives him the game, Chuck grumbled, returning to his position behind the plate. Batter up, shouted the umpire, strutting a little now that his authority had been upheld. Slats Anderson. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Is there somebody there, GJ? Uh, yes, I don't know who. Somebody at your door? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. All right, well, I'll keep reading a little bit more. Slats Anderson stepped up to the slab of cardboard that was the home plate. He was 13, a little older and taller than the rest of the boys, and usually good for a hit. Take a lead, Slats called to Mike. I'll bring you in. Run on anything. We're two out anyhow. 
Jimmy stepped back into the box and calmly measured Slats for his first pitch. A little shorter than Slats, but tall and husky for his 11 years, Jimmy carried himself like an athlete. Standing there with his shoulders back and head up, he looked like a rookie headed for the majors. He checked the runner on first and wound up slowly, deliberately, then quickly flipped the ball over the plate and with a sudden change of pace that caught the batter napping. Slats fanned at it too late. Strike one, Joe called, and Chuck threw the ball back to Jimmy. Jimmy stood for a moment looking at Slats. Oh, shoot, I forgot your charger, bro. <laughs> Who said that, GJ? Somebody just said, oh, shoot, I forgot your charger, bro. Where's my... <clears throat> Who was it? It's my aunt that said it. Oh, your aunt that said it? Okay. Yeah. All right, let's see. Jimmy stood for a moment looking at Slats. The first ball had been a slow wind-up and quick delivery. Now for a fast wind-up with a slight check before he delivered. Slats had been caught napping on the first pitch, but he struck at this one, or he swung at this one before it reached him. Strike two! The umpire was feeling his importance again. Slats looked worried. Two strikes, two outs, and a man on first with his team trailing 14 to 11. He decided to wait out the next one, and Jimmy put a sizzler right down the groove, cutting the plate. Strike three and out, called Joe. Slats stood a moment, bewildered and a little angry, then dropped the bat and slouched out into the field with his team. All right, well, what do you think so far, GJ? Is it bringing back memories? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> do you remember when we tried to make a baseball field? Yeah. And do you remember when we went out and, and uh, played baseball? Like, I think maybe we played kickball? I think so. I think it was either baseball or kickball. Yeah, I think it was baseball. Nice. And you haven't played baseball since then? No. All right. Well, we've, we're up to page 11 right now. Let's go ahead and end it there because I've actually got to go. But let's connect tomorrow and pick up where we left off. Oh, are you still there? Oh, no. Are you still there? Oh, dang. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to pick up where we left off there. Your audio is not coming through again. All right. Well, we'll continue this episode tomorrow.